Welcome back to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show. If you've been tuning in a while, you know I like to deal it to you straight. And that's what you're going to hear in today's coaching session with Social Curator members. And listen, I do read the reviews for the podcast. And I do read personally your direct messages and your comments on Instagram and on Facebook. And I have to let you know that when people say, Jasmine, you talk too fast, half of me wants to apologize. And the other half of me wants to says, you need to slow this podcast down. Okay. It's just, I can't help it. When I get excited, the words just come to me. And then I feel like I'm having a conversation with you. And if you and me, we having a conversation in real life, this is how I talk. So I have a feeling that when I get caught up in the spirit of building a business, I can help it. So I like to deal it to you straight. And that's exactly what you're going to hear in today's coaching session with Social Curator members. So you see. We were chatting about how to find your ideal customer on social media, and then I couldn't help but get heated because I want to say what other business strategists don't tell you. Like I told Anastasia and Tanmeet, I want to say what we're all thinking but are afraid to admit, like I boldly let Ariely know. In coaching sessions and in podcast episodes, I can't wait to talk about mistakes instead of pretending that everything is perfect and fine all the time, like I discussed with Monica. So y'all, these business owners and their in-depth questions are what fuel me to get up every single day and help you build the business of your dreams. Because even if I'm having conversations and the person I'm speaking to doesn't do what you do or is not in your industry, I want you to carefully extrapolate. I want you to carefully take out the premise of the question and then see how it applies to your business. Because friends, that's where you up level. You know that you're a next level entrepreneur when you can say, this conversation isn't about me directly, but let me see what I can learn from this. Okay, I just know this episode is going to fire you up too. So let's listen in on a coaching session with members of Social Curator around finding, attracting, and engaging with your ideal client. Hi, um, my name is Anastasia and I'm in online business manager, helping mompreneurs scale their business while still maintaining a perfect balance of work life and mom life and home life. Hold on, queen. I might make this a little awkward. You're an OBM. Did you send me a DM like in the past week? I always DM you. (laughs) Ah! Okay. okay, okay. I was like, I think I creeped on this girl's profile. Do you have a, do you have a child? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. I definitely checked. I definitely creeped on your profile. There it is. Bam. Yes. Okay. I'm happy you're here. I'm happy you're here. Thank you for having me. Okay. So my question is, how do I find my dream client in like, in a saturated niche? Like the niche is saturated. Well, okay. Cause I'm a straight shooter. Every niche is saturated. Every single one, every single one. So we just need to know if everybody's experiencing the same thing. It's not saturation. It's, it's a state of things. It's just, it's just how it is. So I want to take a step back and encourage you to understand that in your industry, so an OBM, online business manager, is that 
the barrier to entry is so low. Now we talk about barriers to entry. The more you have to do to enter an industry, that means it's a higher barrier to entry. So to be a doctor, you got to go to med school. To be a lawyer, you got to go to law school. That is a really high barrier of entry. Even like a real estate agent, you got to take your tests and you got to build things out. For an OBM, you say it's saturated, but I say to become a photographer, you just needed a camera. OBM, technically there are classes and certifications, but for all intents and purposes, somebody can just say, I'm an online business manager. Mm -hmm. So we know that the barrier to entry is really low. For markets and industries where there's a low barrier to entry, brand, 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 brand. You, it's so difficult to compete on results because guess what? Everybody's got them. Are they all real? We have no idea. Right. Everybody has testimonials from John from Syracuse, New York. Does John really exist? We don't know. Right. This is right. it's facts. It hurts. It just stings because you're like the quality of what I do. I'm a legit professional. I'm so bomb. I can rearrange somebody's business and turn it out for profitability. I know that nobody else does. So how then do you build brand? A brand is an experience. Now I know you're a curator and I say this all day, every day and twice on Sunday. You're like, I know girl. Okay. <laughs> but now let's contextualize it for an OBM. A brand is what somebody says about you upon looking at your Instagram account. And because lo and behold, I had no idea you're gonna come on the podcast. I creeped on your Instagram account. <laughs> and what I want to see more of, in addition to more cute baby photos. I love seeing the familial aspect. I even think I saw your partner on your feed too, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're okay sharing those personal things. What I need to know is what makes you you? Is something so basic, like so basic. I know you do more than organize Gmail. I know that. But if you showed on an Instagram post how you organize your inbox, oh, I'm getting insight into what your brain thinks. That there was a project you probably do not do. Dropbox organization, please. That's so below you. That's VA work. But you could say, I started off with a project and this is what I did. And now it taught me how to think differently. So when I lay out ad funnel strategies, when I lay out an online map for a launch, I think about how you lay things out from a visual perspective and a streamlined perspective. When you talk about being an OBM, even being an online business manager right now, because the world has changed, starting in March, 2020, everybody, even if you knew it or not, became an online business. We had no other option. So there are people who are getting in the game and they're just like, okay, well, it looks like this and this is what I do. They don't even like, could you just imagine educating people? What if you become the educator on what OBMs are? What do they do? What do they not do? Do they help hire? Do they help organize? Do they do launches? Do they only do launches? Do they talk to the ad team? What does an OBM actually do? Because the more that you educate what people do, they're going to be like, oh, wait, I need that. And I didn't even know that was possible. Mm -hmm. Now, the beauty of what you do specifically is you know who you're targeting. Who are you targeting? Um, I'm targeting like a 32-year-old mom married Dallas, LA, um, more of an established business owner already and has a little bit more of a budget to spend on OBM. Now, what do you think her biggest pressure points are? Time management and maybe has goals, but just doesn't know how to implement them. Has ambitions for like, she wants to take her brand to another level, but just maybe doesn't know 
how to get it, the ball rolling. Everything that you said is time. Everything you said is time. So what I'm going to invite you to do is to contextualize everything you put out for the next six to eight weeks just on time. I know you're an OBM. What I want you to act like right now is a specialist on time. Time management, time equity, time organization. All I want you, and I want you, because right now, just test something. Just put something in the sand and say a 30-minute morning routine. How do you schedule? How do you get ready for the day when you run an online business and still get breakfast on the table and then have your workday laid out for you? These are the steps that I do. You see, I work with this client and this is how we managed it. Give me an insight. Like, oh my God, somebody can lay out my day that way. Mm-hmm. Be like, and speaking to another pressure point, you have lots of great ideas, but you're trapped in the daily doings. What would it look like for somebody to come in, systematize your current system, build out to take your eight hour day into a four hour day? What would you do with the extra four hours? Then explain how does somebody take an eight hour day and move it into a four hour day? Like you literally need to sell me everything you do. There's no secrets. What you do is Googleable. What I teach, girl, you know this, what I teach, Googleable. Go to YouTube, right. millions of minutes on social media. I ain't saying anything. You're coming to me for what time? I'm gonna aggregate it. I'm gonna synthesize it. I'm gonna give you a promise land. I'm gonna sell you on transformation. All I need you to do is that. Show me how you transform. Show me everything about your business. One to 10, go deep, go wide. And then I'm like, wow, I didn't know I needed this person. That's the only way that you win in a saturated market is people will pay a premium if they know exactly what they're getting and you have a big promise and you do. And one thing I kind of struggle with, um, because I actually got in contact with a pretty big brand. I don't have a degree. So I find that that's something that I have a really bad like issue with, like they prefer a degree or, and that's something I'm kind of passionate about because, you know, people say, get a degree, get a degree, but I don't have one. And I want to be able to get my business to that level without even having a degree. Who gives a rip? You don't need a degree. You just don't. (laughs) No, you just don't. But I mean, you're you're hearing this from a girl who graduated summa cum laude. I graduated with straight A's on a scholarship. I was one of two women standing on a stage of 10 people and I was the only brown person. I love education. I value my diploma. It makes me freaking proud. I don't use any of it. Mm -hmm. You don't need it. If you're going to work with a company that only wants somebody that has a degree, they're going to be underwater in 10 years. That's a short ladder. However, it's not enough to say, I'm too good for you. You have to overcome the objection on the front end. If they want somebody with a degree, you say, I don't have a degree, but I have a degree of experience. And this is what I've done X, Y, and Z. As a result of not having a degree, I would be more than willing to do something on commission for 21 business days to show you what I can do unpaid on the condition that you give me a fair shot. If you can deliver in 21 days, show that up. Bye. You don't need a piece of paper. Thank you so much. Oh my God. You're amazing. (laughs) Uh, How do we find you on social media? IG Anastasia, A-N-A-S-T-A-S-I-A underscore Marie, M-A-R-I-E 929. I love that. I love that. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, Jasmine. My name is Odie Jackson. So I do teach French uh, online, in person, but mostly online. And I uh, create content for professional that do want to move forward in their life in terms of like professionally, in terms of relationship, or even just the personal growth. Because for me, learning language is more than just learning the language. Um, and my question is, how do I balance between what I like to do on social media 
and when my ideal client is expecting me to do on social media. How do you balance the two? Yeah, how I balance the fact that what I like to do on social media and what they're expecting me to do on social media. I give you an example. Um, for example, I love social curator, right? But it doesn't really, the, the, I use it, but not as much as I would like because my customer is expecting me to do lesson. And there is a ton of teacher on Instagram and they do lesson and it's just not what I want to do on social media. I do create content. I do podcast with linguistic um, okay. uh, objective and I do blog article and I do roadmap, some special like roadmap for my students. So I'm not a teacher with a textbook. I do my own thing. I craft my own course. And, but this is not what I want to do on social media. Oh girl. Cause I don't want to do it. For Here is the <laughs> thing. Here is the thing. I think you got me on the wrong day on the wrong week, but I'm going to speak my truth. I'm going to speak my truth. I'm tired. It's heavy. Right now, social media feels like a lot. Mm -hmm. I have a business and it's what people want to see. And when I need a break, I will take a break. And when I need a sabbatical, I'm going to take a sabbatical. But if I am going to use social media for my business, it is not what I want to do or what I want to see. It's what customers want to see. That's just it. The vast majority of my time, vast, over 90%, I'm there for business and business only. I'm giving engagement, responding to comments, I'm responding to DMs. I am there for business, period. It is a business transaction. Ironically, I'm just having a real moment. If I did not have a business, I would not be on social media. That's facts. It's a job. I am here to do a job. However, the shift that happened for me this week was I said, I have to find a way to fall in love with this part of my business. And for me, now we're all going to find it differently, but I could tell you what helped me. Number one is casting a vision for my business in five years. Casting a vision for my business in three years. Because if I look at, I am doing what it takes to get that, okay, I can keep walking. I can keep walking. And then the second thing that I did for my business is to start playing it on my terms. That if I'm creating content, that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing the job and I'm not attracting people that I want to work with, then I have permission. I, I can change it now. I can change it now. But what happens right now, girl, is the content I'm producing is putting people like you, putting people like Maritza and Christina and Rose and Brandy and Monica and Lindy. Like it's putting all of them in a group. And I'm like, I like them. I like these people. So it's working. So I'm going to continue to leverage as working, understanding that you got to give yourself grace. I'm doing a little bit that I can each day. I'm not watching the metrics. I'm just standing on the free throw line. Here in America, we have basketball. There, I'm going to say the soccer. I'm going to stand at the goal line and I'm going to kick that soccer ball into the goal every single day when nobody's watching and on big game days. Now, we have that out. It's just like buck up, buttercup, we're going to do the work, right? But what is this space for Aurelie to do what you want to do? Where is that space? You love those linguistic podcasts? Build them out. Do them. Do things that light you up saying, I'm doing this for me. 
when I was a photographer, I would go to wedding days and they were hiring me to do a job, right? Mm -hmm. I said, 98% of the photos I'm taking are for you. I'm saving 2% for me. The 2%, I don't care if you hate those 2%. I don't care. They're for me. This is the thing that keeps me going. So as you create your content and you're like, oh, great. Another conjugating verb video that gets 8,000 views versus the linguistic podcast that gets like 300. It's okay. The 2% for you. And this is business. If this was a hobby, I would answer very different. If it was a hobby, I'd say, girl, do what lights you up. Light it up. Do it. This is a business. So we take responsibility and we plan for fun as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank I'm you. sorry. I wish I had, I wish no, I had no. a better answer. I got it. It's just like, um, like you said, <clears throat> I have more fun doing my podcast, but like it's, it's, it's hard to find the ideal customer on Instagram. So I was thinking about what Brandy was saying, maybe to switch platform also, and maybe go toward LinkedIn or, you know, to try to find, because on Instagram, you have a lot, lot of viewers for French lesson, but then it's really hard to transfer them. Some of them had transformed them as customer, but it's just few. You know, as, as we tie this up, I want you to, I want to encourage you to step forward into, you have your own podcast. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to encourage you to step into that because I'm going to tell you this really weird analytic. We only launch social curator twice a year. The last time was the very first time that we had launched with a specific link from podcast listeners. We were tracking if you listen to the podcast and then you signed up for a webinar and we were tracking if you listen to the podcast and signed up to join Social Curator. We had a very distinct link. Now, the people who signed up for the webinar and people who signed up for Social Curator, it was the smallest amount on all of our other platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Kate. It was the smallest, but percentage-wise, converted the highest. Mm-hmm. The people who are listening to podcasts, they're playing a different game. The people who are listening to the podcast, for what I've noticed, they're at a higher level of business. It's not the flashy, I want results right now, Instagrammers. These are the people who are like, I'm here for business and I came for business and I'm here for a transformation. So use your podcast as saying, I am going to. Now, here's one thing that I encourage you to do, which is what you'll hear on this podcast all day, every day at the end of the closing notes, I'll probably say, sign up for this. Mm-hmm. It's a free resource. Why? Our podcast leads are different players. Small amount of people, mm, they're a dream. We're going deep. We're going deep here. Slow growth, good long-term growth. I would spend some time the podcast. Okay, so number one, how can people find your podcast? And then number two, how can they find you on social? On social is the French formula. And the podcasts are on my website, thefrenchformula.com. You have the podcast and uh, the PDF that go with it. Add a girl. That is a curator hustling if I've ever seen one. Thank you, babe. I appreciate you. Thank you. Okay, Monica Sert. Monica went in. So up until last night, um, if you'd ask me what I do, I would tell you that I empower women through fitness, nutrition, and personal development. I've been a trainer and a coach for over 10 years. I worked in big gyms in Boston. Um, and I competed and did online training. Um, three years ago, i moved to Connecticut. I opened my own fitness studio. My main clientele are females. And so, um, as you, as we're discussing, you know, social curator, we're all discussing the niche and the niche. And as you know, I just joined the business program. So I wanted to narrow it down because I know that, you know, too broad is not good. 
So I, last night, two in the morning, before I went to sleep, I was like, all right, so what is it? And so I got this. Um, I help ambitious women born in the 80s with their, reach their fitness goals with easy nutrition, simple training, and mindset. They'll have them living their best lives. Um, and my question you know, and that's what I do. I work with women, mainly born in the 80s, ambitious women. They have their life going on for themselves. They have careers. They have sometimes they're moms and sometimes they're not. I'm sorry, they're not. Sometimes they're, you know, living in big cities. Sometimes they live in Europe. I'm Polish, so therefore my accent. And so my biggest question was, what's the other biggest mistake other than going too broad that I can be making? Well, right now, I want to just I'm going to come back to this, but I want to just applaud and appreciate the fact that you gave a list of things and people you work with. But what you also did is you cut out people you don't work with. So if you're not ambitious, please don't call Monica. If you weren't in the 80s, born in the 80s, it's okay. You don't have to call her. If you're looking for a complex, rudimentary, a complex, like very fundamental, stringent way of doing a meal plan, probably don't call her because she does easy. So by you clearly identifying who you're working with, I'm going to invite you to, instead of saying, what else am I missing or what could I do? Is that just last night, but actually who are we kidding? Just this morning, a few hours ago, you come up with this and now you're saying, what is the other mistake? The mistake is thinking too far ahead and not deploying on the strategy you just built. And it's a good one. It's a good one. And you know, it's crazy because I really do talk about like, where does this person live and where does this person shop? But due to the nature of your business, you're offering like, like healthy lifestyle, meal planning, exercise for ambitious women, easy to follow plans. That's it's broad, but it's also a very singular market. I like that. So instead of looking at what you're missing, the thing I would say is it's worse to know exactly who you're targeting and not create an abundance of content for that. So because you know your ideal client profile was born in the 80s, maybe you make references to you're probably too legit to quit. Somebody in the 80s is going to get that. You're probably going to say like, tell me what you want, what you really, really want, dot, 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 from a workout partner. Okay. So people hearing this and you're, you're speaking to them when you're talking about during Christmas, Kevin McAllister staying home. Uh, there are some people who just get it. I do this fitness like programming. You can sign up into an app and you do like these things. And one instructor had Latin, a Latin workout. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this today. I mean, some Ricky Martin, some JLo, some Selena. We had some reggaeton. If you know that your target market is in the eighties, you're not doing an eighties workout because there's a good chance she was born in 83. She's born in 83. You're not really thinking about like, I don't know, Boston and like, I don't know, Kenny G. You're thinking about childhood between the ages of like nine and 12. Those are like those sweet spots. So it's like, you're like, okay, we're having the Miss Janet Jackson workout. Like people who are born past 2000 have no clue the appreciation for Janet Jackson. So 
You infusing that, what are you doing? I'm putting a line in the sand. If you don't know this Miss Nasty reference, we, we, well, I'm not here for this, you know? So you're going to be creating content around that person appealing to ambition. It is okay, not for everybody, not for every fitness professional. It is okay for Monica to say, if you don't put both feet on the bed and you pop out of the bed, I'm not the fitness professional for you. And people are like, wait, what? No, no, you know who you are. You know who you serve. Ambitious women, we don't want the BS. I say we, because you know. Um, you, you, I don't, I don't want to be cuddled in my workout. I want somebody to yell at me and say it once and say I'm not running fast enough. I'm not jumping high enough. I want somebody to say, put an extra five pounds on it. I want somebody to say, we got three left. And when we get to one, you're like three more. And we get to three, three more. And you push yourself and you push yourself because that's what ambitious women want. No BS. Talk to me like I mean, get me the results in the shortest amount of time. Say that. You speak to them. Yes. So they think, what are you missing? Not building out enough content for that specific person. Perfect. I have one more question, Jasmine. So as you mentioned, I, first of all, I loved 1983 because there she is. <laughs> well, dang girl, you look real good. You make it 1983 look fly. I would never guess that. Okay. All right. Clap that up, man. Anytime, Jasmine. Anytime. <laughs> My question is, I actually used to see, like this morning, I was on a, on a video training session with a client from San Francisco and then from Boston. And then uh, in the morning tomorrow, I'm going to be on FaceTime with a lady from Italy. And, you know, I have a client in Berlin who's a singer. And so, like, the common denominator there, should I make the 80s and is it going to be enough? Or is it, you know, I can't say, yeah, I love Boston. I lived there for years and I could make references there. But, like, do I really have her as she's a citizen of the world. And you could say that because that, that would appeal to some people. And I could just, I already saw like Instagram. I already like saw Instagram stories. So what you could do is you log into socialcurator.com. There we're going to have a photo of a globe or of a map. And then you just put that photo, even if it's horizontal, you just drop it in and Instagram will automatically resize it. And then that beautiful picture is in the background and the text you put on top, today's clients, Italy, Boston. And then you're going to leave a blank. And then you say, where are you from? And you put that little engagement driver of leave the answer. And then if they respond, they say, I'm from Wichita. Be like, when do you want to book a complimentary 20 minute session? Hustling that girl all day, every day. Thank you so much. So I, I really thank you because the ambitious women born in the 80s came up you know, as a, right before showing up here. So you're, thanks to you. <laughs> That's divine. And it's an alignment. I love this. So how can people find you? So attention, women born in the eighties who are ambitious and want an easy way to build out. Yes. Everyone's like me, girl, girl, girl. How do they find you? How do they find, find you? you? Well, my brand is called body by Monica. As you see, my name is spelled with K. So I'm a M-O-N-I-K-A. And through that, you'll find it all. I have a personal Instagram that's Monica Mazur, M-O-N-I-K-A-M-A-Z-U-R. And then Body by Monica, everything is hashtag by Body by Monica. So that's an easy way to find it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you. My name is Tanmit Sati, and I'm an integrative physician and a TEDx speaker and writer. And I help women uh, choose joy no matter what through simple, actionable steps. And I, my question is how do you know your ICA when you haven't sold anything yet? Because I'm in the very, very beginning, like haven't done it yet. Um, but I know I have a message that's really powerful and people respond to it, but I just don't know 
if I'm, if I'm supposed to figure out my ICA or if I'm supposed to see her when she comes to me. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So I love the premise of what you do. And I love where you are in the inception of your business. I also want to give lots and lots of space for the fill in the blank, for the unknowns. And so what you said was actually very telling. You said your message resonates. And that's great. But a message and a business are two different things. Mm-hmm. First things first, we have to see, does the message actually parlay into a business? And if so, what is that business? So tell me, what do you sell? Well, I haven't sold anything yet. What do you want to sell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about online courses and, and or a membership. Beautiful. Beautiful. Great. So you have to think about yourself in the terms of two things. Where is your ICA, your ideal client avatar? Where is this person now? And what are they struggling with? Or what do they want more of? We're going back to this idea of pain or pleasure. People buy from pain or pleasure. So what do they want to get rid of? Or what do they want more of? So I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, and I, I think where, I'm, where I got with it is that she's um, disconnected feeling not um, joyful and not happy in her relationships or her connection to her purpose. And where she wants to get to is feeling more joyful and grateful and connected to the people around her and to her life purpose. Great. So as you build out your ICA, we don't know her yet. So what we're going to do is we're just going to sketch. We're going to look at this like an artwork. We have a clean sheet of white paper and we have some charcoals. I do not need the details. I don't need to know the color of her eyes. I don't need to see the way the sun falls on her hair. What I just need right now is formation, formation. So you know that this person is struggling by feeling very overwhelmed and stressed and not living a joyful life. And you're going to, what you promise through your course or through your membership is the transformation to live a joyful life. Mm -hmm. So all we do now is we dream up. This is beautiful. The world is your oyster. If you could work with one person every day, what would she do? How old would she be? Does she have children? Is she married? Now, the beautiful part of this is I'm going to make you do this work. And then when you launch your course and, or you beta test it, you get it out there maybe in a year. I mean, after. So you're going to launch your course. Let's say you do it next month. We're going to have to sit with it a while. You're going to have to see who did I attract? What transformations did I get? How right or wrong? Or how, how right or what room do I need to improve? Okay, go through all that. Let's just say in a year, you've done it. You've put it out. You've tested it. You figure that's like, you're going to have to come back and be like, is this the person? Was I right from the beginning? Or did I realize I'm not going after married women. I'm going after single women in their 40s. And I didn't know that. So right now we're just sketching the formation of potentially who this person could be. And then you're going to put out your content. And then you say, I was spot on. I'm going to go in and add all those details. And I'm going to speak clearly to that. Or you say, okay, how then do I fix? What then do I say? How do I change my offering to work with more people? There's not a right or wrong. The only thing I want to meet and anybody listening, if you're just barely getting started, is just do this work knowing you're going to revisit this work. But you got to do the work to run the test. That's all you're doing. And I'm realizing, can I ask another question? I'm realizing that maybe I should, um, so I made um, a free mini course I made as a lead magnet. So I made a video online course. 
And um, I'm realizing I haven't done anything to review that, meaning that people who've signed up for that, I should probably do some review of who actually was interested in that. I love that idea. Why am I just realizing that? Because it's my energy. That's why, girl, it's my energy. (laughs) So um, I haven't figured out. I think I've been stuck in a little bit of confidence, um, like lack of confidence in the sense that I haven't felt like enough people have signed up for it. Like 1,200 people have visited the opt-in page and only 150 have signed up. And so I think I was feeling bad about that and I need to just move forward and figure out who signed up. Well, let's just run a little bit of math so that you don't talk yourself out of this. That's a 12.5% conversion on a lead page. Yeah. So that's not that, it's not that bad. It's not something to write home about. But what you're, what you're interpreting, I think you might be interpreting as people don't want it. And my brain goes to, let's just change the copy. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not interpreting as people don't want it. What I'm interpreting is I'm not selling it right. And right. Even, though, even though it's free. I've got it. Like, I'm not like something. So what I'm not sure about is whether my review of an ICA from that is enough or it's correct enough. Cause I'm not sure if I'm actually capturing the right people out of those 1200. Okay. So first things first, I got it. So what you want to do is I, I actually couldn't give a rip if your conversion was 2% if what you ended up converting to were people that you want to work with all day, every day, and who will actually buy an advanced course from you, right? But we don't know that yet. So first things first is I would take 150 people. That's, uh, you know, people would give their right arm to have 150 people download something and read it for them. That's right. So I want you to send an email to the people, to the 150 people. And I want you to write it from your heart. Don't get digital marketing on this and just be like, it's me. I'm writing you and it would be the greatest thing. You and you downloaded this free course, this free video, and nothing would mean more to me than, te- than you telling me. And then we got to keep it simple, super simple. And I think instead of sending them to like a Google form, because it's 150 people, be like, can you personally, I, I'm responding to this email. Let me know. So what people are like, I don't want to be a number, but Tanmeet is saying that she wants to talk to me. Let me just try. And the people who respond to that are going to be your hottest leads. They're going to be the people who would say yes to a beta course or to a membership. They might even be people who would join like a small five-person beta test, like for $4.97, a six-week coaching. And then as you're listening to their questions and as you're putting forth out, and then they become your testimonials, or you just say, whoa, this was not the right offer for me. Like these are the people who are going to spend with you, 150 people. If you do a 2% conversion of 150 people, if you get four people to pay you to be a part of a beta test, you're winning all day. That's like amazing. And do you just make it super easy? Like ask them to just tell me what you liked or didn't like or what was helpful or... From our experience, now this is just our experience, is when we leave it wide and nebulous, people don't respond because they're like, ah, it's going to take too long. If you give them like A, B, or C, be like, hey, I found it very helpful for, and then fill in the blank. Or it's just like, it was great to read. I didn't have time to finish it. Or it just wasn't a good fit for me. Whatever, you will always find a way to go back and continue the conversation. Because if they say it wasn't for me, then you say, what could I have done better? What do you need help with? How can I serve you better? Like, listen, converting via email is so powerful. It is liquid gold. Just go deep with them. Every response you get is a good response to guiding you to what your offer is going to be. Okay, okay. That's really helpful. And then um, I think... 
maybe that'll help me figure out what I have, you know, I've been trying to learn a lot about ICAs and what I can't figure out is everyone's like, find out where your ICA is. I'm like, I don't know where she is. Is she on Instagram? Is she on Facebook? You know, so. Okay. 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 I feel like I'm bursting out of my skin because you're a curator. I am telling you the July and August issues are going to blow your dang mind. Like going to blow your dang mind. I'm actually hosting live classes on the inside and it's going to be like, work with me. And we're going to, people are going to throw me out their industry. And I'm like, watch me find your ideal client. And we're doing it live in real time. People be throwing me because I don't know who said it, but they said it best. You will find reasons for your success or excuses why it didn't work. So tell me, this is your personal invitation for you to show up. Like, I don't know where to find. Let's find people looking for joy. And you know what? If it takes us 12 minutes to find the person looking for joy, I'm going to show up for the community. So we're going to be doing this in in two parts. We're going to be doing this in two parts. Number one, we're going to be doing it through engagement. How do we find our ideal client by engaging with them first? How do we find them? I got your back. In August, we're going to be focusing on hashtags. People will say, Jasmine, I don't know the right hashtags. Listen, we're going to be doing hashtag searches in real time. I'm going to show you how we work with them, how we find them, what our protocol is. So, I mean, this if this ain't a plug, I don't know what it is. But if you don't talk about your business, ain't nobody else will. So there you go. Okay. How can we find you on social media? My website and social media are all thunmeetsetimd. So T-A-N-M-E-E-T-S-E-T-H-I-M-D. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Friend, are you on fire with passion right now? I hope you're ready to take action on everything you've learned because the curators who were on this call couldn't wait to dive right in and grow the business of their dreams. It's amazing what a little knowledge, a little accountability, and a little swift kick in the pants can do to you, right? Okay, can I get an amen? I don't care if you're listening at the gym, walking the dog, feeding your baby, making dinner, going on a walk, just say amen. Yes, thank you. If you're curious about what goes on on the inside of Social Curator, I'd love for you to head to socialcurator.com forward slash resources, because what we want to do is give you a free issue. Yes, you're going to get a massive sneak peek. You're about to download three Instagram story templates. Hey, you want to start getting engagement? Great place to start. You're going to get 10 customizable captions, 10 lifestyle photos, and a marketing action plan to ensure you've got all the tools you need to help market your business on social media. Friends, you can find it at socialcurator.com forward slash resources. I hope you have a great rest of your day from wherever you're tuning in from. Stay safe, wear a mask, and I'll talk to you soon.